you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Welcome to the Got Till 5 Wrestling Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast extravaganza where we recount the top five moments of wrestling history. I'm Max Curden and my co-host is Jesse. Never going to give you up, Benz. That's me. You're, you're getting really... That's, that was professional and weird. I didn't like it. That was too professional than normal. You're, you really want to take a new direction with this podcast, don't you? You're trying to sort of get a new audience and you're trying to sound all pro i'm quite i'm enjoying it i like it third year jesse we gotta we gotta step it up we gotta a little step bit. it up and also i quite like when you say new direction because are you saying new direction or are you saying nude erection <laughs> and you've ruined a new direction immediately <laughs> One minute this in. Is, we're recording on a monday i think this is the first time we've ever done this i don't like it it, it is um please <laughs> bear with it jesse we're we've got a, a long week ahead of us and we'll explain why in a little bit uh, it feels it, like it feels like it should be wednesday it feels like i'm halfway through the week and we're not it's the start of the week and the week's gonna go on forever now and it's your fault and i just don't know what i'm gonna do sorry just go just go cuddle in the corner it's fine i've got um, i've got this let me just let me just I get through the intro wine downstairs wine yeah you've changed man I know, it's all that's in the house, all right? It's cold outside. That's fair. Okay, so this week, um, we are doing a new series where we're partnering with podcasts, which is quite a hard thing to say. And we want to build the wrestling pod and family and, like, bond with people. Me and Jesse are a little bit sick of talking to each other because it's been three years at this point. And if I'm honest... Oh, and the rest. And if I'm honest, I might be looking for a replacement co-host. So this is not an audition process. You beat nothing without me! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh good so this is the mood you're gonna be in today this is gonna be fun. uh so joining us for the first episode of this little series is uh we've got the war machine liam from five stars in the tokyo dome so liam thank you so much for joining us thank you very much and i'm totally glad that the war machines carry i know i listened to the last episode they called him war machine didn't seem to like it so i thought let's carry this on oh no it's fine that's a, nice, surname, so. that's a nice way to um, make our hosts feel welcome and warm. Just find the thing they hate and bring it up straight away. <laughs> <laughs> just getting them uh, accustomed to the Got Till Five style of doing podcasts. No, I'm like pleased to have a gimmick so early. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for those who haven't heard, uh, you, you are fairly fresh and, and new doing this in terms of the, the wrestling podcast sphere. So give a kind of background on what the podcast is and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, so we're just reviewing the best matches of all time per the ratings of a wrestling observer or Dave Meltzer, like him or hate him. But we're not like pro or anti Meltz. I think like there's an element where you got to respect him because you've been doing it for so long. But also, really, we're just looking at these matches as like a benchmark of what the best matches of history are, and generally like disagreeing with him or agreeing with him at the end, and then yeah. Talking about it. So, how many five star matches are there? I think because we're living in this blessed time now where just the match quality all around the world is insane. I think we're up to about 110 now, maybe. I haven't looked in a little while. So, you've got legs for this podcast. Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's racing ahead as quicker than we can record, basically. (laughs) It's, um, Jesse, we missed a trick on this. 
We did. Yeah. Mr. Trump, we saw. We saw your um, like yeah, the, your podcast idea and like what you're doing and stuff. And we both looked at each other like fucking hell, that's brilliant. Like why didn't we? Do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, top five. Idea. What a stupid idea. Top five. Yeah, we've been like dragging out these top fives. We tell the same story every fucking week about whatever's <laughs> happened to us. All we talk about. Right. Me and Max went to one caravan party when we were 15. Right. We've been dining out on that for nearly 15 years now. We talk about it every other week. And it's just, it's just such a shame. So this week's top five um, is top five ladder matches. Everyone loves a ladder match. I can't mm-hmm. believe we haven't done this. I know, right? How stupid is this? All this, uh, the most obscure shit that we've tried to turn into top fives and we've never done top five ladder matches. That feels, that's like baby steps, mate. I had to go back and double check. I, I feel like we've missed a lot of speciality matches, like table matches, last man standing matches. Oh. Hel- we won't mention Helen a Cell matches right now. Everyone's still a bit... Sour after last night. Oh, when, when you said speciality matches, I thought you meant um, matches involving Eugene. <laughs> That's a top five list all for itself, Jesse. <laughs> I know he's your favourite. I love Eugene. Oh, so, should we uh, should we dive into a top five, Dan? Shall I play the old droppy drop? Go for it! Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah! You fans can stick it, brother! Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me he didn't just say that. Gene indeed. It's top five time with Max and Jesse and our special guest, War Machine Liam from Five Stars in the Tokyo Dome. Nailed it. <laughs> Smashed it. Right, let's go. Um, so, uh, guests get dibs, eh? Guests get dibs. So, uh, this, have you ever done a top five before, like ever in your life? Is this a new experience? It's very complicated. This is the first time I've ever guested on a podcast. Actually, no, that's not strictly true. I've done something for work before, but guested on a wrestling podcast before. So, there you go. Oh, it's good fun. You're going to have we're, a whale of a time. We've so, how are we going to do this? So we, <laughs> how are we going to do this in terms of naming five? Do I go name my fifth and then you do? And then. Yeah, what? so we go five. You go five, we go five, and then work our way down to the list. Um, if, as I mentioned before we came on, if you take one of ours, we'll call you a name that might hurt your feelings and then we'll have to pick one from our reserves likewise for yourself so it's pretty straightforward you know introduce the match tell us what you like about it and then we'll agree or disagree with you okay think of it as a hot tag yes why (laughs) (laughs) it's a hot tag from each number he does his fifth hot tag us we run into our fifth hot tag him there you go I'm with you see Liam gets it keep up Max Maybe I'll be the one leaving the podcast. Yes, exactly. I need the co-host. And he can edit. This this is perfect. (laughs) Shit. This is a terrible idea. All right. Fire away. Right. So I go, I'm not starting with my number one, am I? No, we've got to keep listening till the end, Liam. That's how we keep them hanging on. Exactly. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. We can cut all this out. It's fine. Oh, no. (laughs) We never edit. Oh, do you not? Excellent. No, yeah, no, no racial slurs, please, because they will be included. Yeah, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that, by the way, Jesse? No, what was this? So What's Randy that? got drunk playing Call of Duty with some like random kids online, and they were recording it. And he basically was just like, "Did you guys check out that AEW show? It was really good. Like oh, the production was amazing." And then he uh, he dropped the M bomb. No way. When he when he like sniped a guy, but it was. Uh- it's like it's like commendable, but it's 
Well, it's weird. It's, it's a weird one. If it was anyone but Randy, it would be like really bad, right? But because it's Randy, it's sort of okay. Just Randy's already a disgraced marine, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's brilliant, was... and he shits in handbags. Exactly. So, <laughs> really, it's been a while since he's done something. So, uh, I'll send you the clip later. You'll like it. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Sorry, Liam. We 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 got excited. Right. So my number five. I'm going to go for Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels at 2008 No Mercy. Oh. Good choice. This was in my top five No Mercy matches um, and my top five Chris Jericho matches, wasn't it? It was indeed. So and this nice. is, this is the honourable mentions. So, there yeah. you go. Happy days. Why do you love it so much, Liam? This was just the entire feud was brilliant, wasn't it? This is when Jericho had the world title and Shawn Michaels. Jericho punched his wife and they had the unsanctioned match at SummerSlam, didn't they? You know, that, it's, oh, wait, no, was this the uh, culmination of it all? Uh, uh, I believe yeah, this so. Was the end of it, all. It, was cer- it was certainly the last memorable match, so you would think so. Yeah, but there was just some brilliant spots in here. Like, in some of the ways they use a ladder in it as well, just like Jericho's lion salt onto it. Just really, oh, and the end was the really cool tug of war with the belt. Oh, yes, and then he headbutted him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly safe headbutt, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but also, when they fell off the ladder at the end, you know, they really go for it when they do that sometimes. Yeah, I think these two, like, Jericho is always trying to prove something to Sean, and Sean is just always trying to prove something to God, so it, it's just they, <laughs> they never kind of stop trying to kill each other. And I think I that's mean, why they work so well. Yeah, there was and a then really God's cool, trying to prove like, something to Vince McMahon, so the chain carries on. There was a really cool, like, unique superplex attempt when, like, Michaels was up on the turnbuckle and Jericho put the ladder up on top on top to him and then climbed up and then tried to suplex him over and then Shawn Michaels was like, what the fuck am I doing? And he pushed him. <laughs> <laughs> then he just went tumbling down. <laughs> <laughs> No, it this, was great. It's a good match. Like it's one I've had to grow to love. I don't know why I didn't enjoy it when I first kind of watched it. Um, well, it was quite fresh in my memory because Jericho actually said on Instagram the other day that it was like one of his favourite matches of his WWE run. Yeah, okay. Like, so I remembered it quite vividly recently, and I watched it back. And when coming to do this list today, I was like, "Am I putting that in there?" So I got a feeling there's going to be quite a bit of crossover. Uh, so I've gone for a few which are a bit sort of not maybe not be in top five generally yeah I think that's fair I think that's because uh, this is one of your favourites isn't it Jesse I do yeah I do like it very much and again the quality of the match is amazing but just the whole feud like you were saying Liam is just like it was 2008 wasn't a brilliant year for WE really <laughs> like generally speaking but this one feud really sticks out as some really good stuff and it's all down to Jericho and Michaels you could tell that they sort of they were very much in charge creatively of this storyline and that you yeah. said about him punching his wife, and I think the punch wasn't quite as pulled as much as it was supposed to have been, which yeah. you know is a bit rough. But it ends up being better. It makes the storyline better when it looks that. There was real also because... the whole detached retina element of things as well with that storyline. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, Sean they Michael all said that. Blinded. Yeah, even even though he'd had like boss eyes for like five years before yeah. that, they were like, "Yeah, this is how he got his boss eye." It's like, oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> Didn't um, Jericho lose a, a tooth in this match as well? Was this the one he yeah, lost he the does. tooth in? Yeah, yeah, yeah right in the. Got a really good shot at the end of it, end of it, and he's just like smiling, and he got a fucking big broken tooth there. Like, excellent. 
I don't know when that was though. I can't. I didn't pick it out. No, it was such a random, weird little spot that's barely on camera. But yeah, just one minute his mm. tooth is just missing. Very strange. Yeah, but brutal. It's, it's not quite as bad as Cesaro's, but it's, um, it's well, a good ugh, spot. That still makes oh, me that cringe. Was, that was yeah, me too. It makes my toes it? curl every time I think about it. <laughs> Stop bringing it up, then. <laughs> <laughs> just making everyone who listens to the podcast just cringe all at once. Yeah, sorry. I like the power. He took his braces off uh, for the first time like two weeks ago. Who that did? Was, uh, Cesaro. Oh, Cesaro. Yeah. yeah. That was a long time. We started Jesus. this podcast when he um, got his teeth knocked in. Yeah. That's, know, really. And that feels like an age ago. I didn't think it was two years, though. Yeah. It's it's crazy with his little mouth card. Love him. Mm. I think that is a solid way to kick off the list. Mm. You are a natural at this. I would right. have loved it if Sean won that, that match, mind. Because I fucking mm. love Sean Michaels. So this is something that me and Jesse have spoken about in the sense of so Sean won the title at Elimination Chamber in 2002 and then he was consistently in the world title picture for the next five six years never won it again but it never got boring to yeah. see Sean kind of in that event yeah that's just testament to how good he was though wasn't it it's true it is true so <laughs> but we'll never see him again and he never wrestled in Saudi Arabia that never happened no absolutely no, not never happened you're back in the room. <laughs> Our number five, then. Jesse, you don't know what this is because you were like, whatever you want to do for a top five. No, I gave you... No, we agreed on a list, sort of, as in you gave me a list of, like, more than five and then I picked five. So I feel like we've both done our bit, but you, I don't know what order you've put them in. So. No, you picked four and then you said, I don't care what you pick for number five. <laughs> it wasn't that dismissive. I didn't say I don't care. It was like, I was like, okay, you could have the last one because I'm a generous person. Okay, let's go with that then. So one of my favourite matches, uh, that's the ladder match, comes from No Mercy 1999, when it was the New Brood versus Edge and Christian. Anyone remember this, this gem? The Tory Invitational? Yes. Well, no, Terry Invitational. Terry Invitational, Tory. exactly. So, um, you know, <laughs> this is not 2019, this is 20 years ago. You could win $100,000 and Terry's managerial, I'm doing air quotes here, services as a result. Well, this wouldn't fly now, would it? And we all know what managerial services mean. It, well, that's what I was implying with the air quotes, but I don't just. Oh, see. air quotes, I see, sorry. <laughs> I, so instead of air quotes, I just um, end it with a sucky sucky! <laughs> oh dear. So I think this match helped contribute to what would eventually become like TLC. And in terms of how this match is structured, it's so good. Even when you watch it now, they're doing some spots that you don't even see them doing nowadays um, in terms of like what Jeff and Matt would do and it's like no reason these four were the innovators of this style of match it's uh, absolutely fantastic so I absolutely love this match the whole Terry Invitational tournament I do find weird but you know you got to make it interesting to, to the Attitude Era kind of fan base and it it's not as complex and high risk as like TLC2 for example but you see some good shit, and there's some good use of the weapons, like the old seesaw trick. No one seesaw tricks anymore, Jesse. No, I think um, Eminem. Do you remember Eminem, no. um, John Morrison, and Joey Mercury? Got Do you remember they saw Joey Mercury fucked his nose up? Exactly. Yeah, and that was a kind of seesaw trick, and it basically destroyed his face. So I think they maybe lay back on it mm. after that. Yes. Yeah, that's a fair point. Actually, that maybe it's an other list, but I do like that match a lot um, you, thought, you thought I was talking about Marshall Mathers when I, I did said I was like <laughs> where's he going with this 
you never know. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, both of them are great. The the stipulation made no real sense because this ended them kind of working with Gangrel, and then they had Terry for I think one appearance she came out for, and that was about it. And then Lita came in, and then it became Team Extreme. So this was kind of a, a jumping catalyst point for getting the most recognizable Team Extreme. Because could you imagine like Matt and Jeff and Terry? Yeah, not not as cool. Not as cool. Not as cool. So. If uh, this is a match, feel a lot of people forget because they just go straight into your your triangle ladder matches and your TLC matches. But this was kind of one of the first ones that Edge and Christian did, so I'd recommend checking it out. I know for a a fact a lot is owed to this match, isn't it? Exactly. This is the match that yeah, this is like um, like in music you get sort of like these or comedy. You know, comedy is a better example. You get like these sort of seventies comedians and stuff that like you see on telly that your grandparents liked and stuff you watch it and you think if this came out now it would be shit but because it's like because it came out then it's good do you know what i mean yeah it's like that um, but i know for a fact that um there's people that listen to our podcast who weren't bored when this match happened how does that make you feel oh god that's upsetting I know. And there's people who uh, who have never watched this. That ties Does... into a comment on one of my matches from later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if you've had this yet, Liam, but one of the weirdest things we found is that we get people messaging the podcast who are like, yeah, I don't I don't watch wrestling or, or really like wrestling, but, but I listen to your podcast and it's uh, made, made me check out some matches. And every time, and this happens quite frequently that we get these messages and we just go, what? What? There's other stuff you could be doing. <laughs> yeah. the, like, what are you doing? I mean, fair, fair play. I mean, yeah. Play, thank you for play. listening, but come on. Also, we deserve a cut of the network nine ninety nine. I think from all these people that we've turned onto it. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Just um, saying, come on, Vince. But if you are one of those people, this was uh, what did I say? Nineteen ninety nine. No mercy. Network, aren't they? Yeah, we're we're keeping it alive. All those people that cancelled last night, mm. we're bringing them back today. <laughs> I'm really excited to see why they have cancer. I wonder what happened. Do you want to just head off now, Jesse, and go? No, 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 it? no. It's fine. I've got patience. It's fine. <laughs> Lovely. So that's. Do you uh, want to just hear about it? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe that you've just avoided. I guess you did some I've work today. I've been at work all day. Yeah, I've been. Um, I've been grinding. You've been speaking to me for like seven hours of that. You shut your whole mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Liam. What's your number four? <laughs> My number four is CM Punk versus Chris Hero in IWA Mid-South. Oh, very nice. I only watched today for the first ever time, but I'd heard about it. Like Punk's referenced it on his DVD, his WWE DVD, I think, where he just saying they just wanted to go and tear the house down, and they did because it was their last night in the building. And I was looking up just sort of doing a bit of research for today and thought, okay, I'll give that a shot and fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on for like 50 minutes. But wow. It's great. It could have easily, it could have easily been like 35, sure, but they were very sort of calculated and not slow, but taking their time to get to certain spots as it were. Because 
I've never seen this match or I've heard of it. Now that you mentioned the DVD, it's ringing a bell, but I've not actually seen it. So I need you to. I seem to recall they used footage. So there's like particular spots, like there's a big sort of balcony in the arena they're in, and it is it just looks like a little warehouse type thing. Not many people. Indie wrestling wasn't in the boom period, but we're blessed with now, <laughs> and it was very sort of yeah, not many people, but. There's this balcony which they do this absolutely horrible looking Russian leg sweep onto a table down about 12 foot. I think they say it's about 20 foot, obviously. They want to describe a ladder, obviously classic wrestling trope. Describe that. That's, I think that ladder's got to be about 15 or 20 foot. Like, yeah, wrestling measurements. Shut up. Yeah, which means CM Bush, Punk's about 9 foot 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and CM Punk's just his classic self, like his interaction with Cray, at like um, with the crowd. Sorry, just like now I'm gonna kill your hero. They're like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, what else did he say? Oh, oh, well, he did a fucking brilliant promo at the end of it as well. Just the microphone had broke, so he literally had to shout to the arena, and everybody just fell dead silent and was like, yeah, we're gonna listen to what he's got to say. And, just praises IWA mid self and praises Chris Hero. They have a good hug at the end of a match, and yeah, CM Punk nice. wins by virtue of. So, should I talk about the ending? We'll let people. Watch yeah, it. go for it. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it's safe to say that, that like, yeah. this is quite spoilers. If you don't know yeah. the result by yeah. now, just hit me yeah, for the fair. next minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair. So they climb the ladder at the end, and Chris Hero grabs the belt drops it on the way down and then CM Punk grabs it and claims the win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how a ladder match works, that's Punk, brilliant. but you know, anything can happen really. So yeah. Uh, that sounds lovely. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna Yeah, I'm gonna if you've got a spare that. hour, I fully recommend it. It's on YouTube. Nice. nice. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the clips like you said, Liam, on the CM Punk's D V D and stuff. But yeah, the whole, I didn't realise the whole thing was actually that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking nuts. And they're talking nice. about because apparently the, the night before they had another event where CM Punk wrestled like another forty-five minutes, and they were really putting over like CM Punk's wrestled like an hour and a half over the past two nights. This isn't healthy, <laughs> like, okay? But he seems to be doing all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's had a nap in between. He'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Nice, good choice. Um, I always forget. Obviously, now they're all such giant stars. You've got that kind of um, those tiny arenas where you kind of see them all wrestle. You know, yeah. but when we always see it before, like British wrestling got big. It was always the the tiny kind of venues. Um, like Fight Club used to be in the the Fixium, which was this tiny little room up these stairs behind the back of a nightclub kind of deal. And yeah, you just yeah. fit in half of NXT UK in one show, and you'd be like, yeah, this is cool. You know, so to be fair, is that the point I went to you with? Yes, and um, we yeah. saw um, that was Tyler. And who else was Trent. there? Trent, Chuck Mambo as uh, the Demon. Oh yeah, uh, Nixon. You know, just all of these people now who are now Trent was announced today on Chuck WE Mambo. 2K20. Wait, was Chuck he... Mambo was at an NXT UK taping? No, no, this was um, when we went and saw him. He was sorry. Was that Chuck Mambo? Was at an NXT UK taping? No, oh. no, no. This was um, when we saw him at Fixian and Fight Club a couple of years back. He was. What was the name of that gimmick, Jesse? Oh, I see. Uh, the um the sexy love demon or something Some kind of gimp thing that he had going on mm. it was, he looked like uh, a i've never been mouse. to fight club i really want to go 
Oh, Fight Club's amazing. It's uh, very different now in terms yeah. of because they're they're in the hangar and it's massive. But back in them days, back in them days, when the progress in Camden every year for about uh, every month for about years, and then I, well, got a job would require me to work Sundays, um, so couldn't anymore. <laughs> and you know they sold out, so it's fine. But, you don't have to worry about it. Ooh, <laughs> well, I, I jumped out just before that. I saw I saw the single ship. Uh, Ship was sinking. Sorry. Smart man. Ooh. Cutting. <laughs> oh, dear. Lovely. Uh, no. Number four for us. Jesse, you're back in the room now. I'm here. You know what's going on. Um, Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker. Raw, July 2002. So, this was like... So, Jeff, this was, I think, um, just after the first brand split, wasn't it? So, Jeff was um, solo for the first time. Um, as a solo performer and um, yeah went against Undertaker and this is the f- this match made him get taken seriously as a singles competitor and just get ta- and fair play to Undertaker I call this Undertaker's dickhead era because he was just such a twat he wasn't really putting people over he was listening to Limp Biscuit, which never does well for anyone and um, <laughs> he and, but to his credit, he um, made Jeff look amazing in this match. And I think Jeff took a bit of a beating from him as well. And JR's commentary, obviously, makes this match as well. The make yourself famous kid lines that he shouts yeah. as Jeff's going up the ladder. Um, just incredible. They just they just amazingly put over um, Jeff Hardy as a singles competitor and turned it. And it took him a, a few years after this and it involved going away to TNA and coming back, in fact. But... Um, he did get there as a main eventer, and I think this is the first match that um, got him on that ladder, no pun intended. Well, this was them kind of testing the water with him, wasn't it? You know, oh, let's just see what kind of reaction he gets, because obviously he was moving merch, and he was very popular, so let's just see what he does, does in this kind of situation. And I, I think the match between the two, you know, the match began with him kind of coaxing Undertaker out the ring and then drop kicking the ladder into his face and just getting Undertaker really kind of frustrated. Taker obviously took control very quickly. You had a couple of like big hope spots and then the crowd were like, oh, this is crazy. What's going on? Um, and do you remember when he was going for the last ride and he, he hit him with the chair shot? Yeah. That was and cool. then that was like the, the clear line he could kind of get to go there. Um, and then he kind of just spiked him from the ladder with, I think, a choke slam, if memory serves me correctly, or if he mm-hmm. just threw him off. Um, but everyone remembers the aftermath because Undertaker was heel at this point, and Jeff, in his little broken voice, blessing was like, I'm not finished yet, Taker, or whatever he said. Um, and Taker came back, and everyone was like, Ooh, damn, you're going to die. But uh, he didn't die, and Undertaker raised his hand and basically turned himself face again. And it was just a really wonderful match. <laughs> so, do you remember this match, Leah? What did you think about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, much like what you said about um, just generally Jim Ross's commentary, like climb the ladder, kid, make yourself famous. Like that's brilliant. And it, yeah, again, what you said, it sort of did test the water for Jeff Hardy as a potential top star in WWE. And it's a shame that Jeff Hardy has these issues really because it would have been really good to see him as that top star more in WWE because I really enjoyed him he, he, he is the crash test dummy granted but he was always excited and he was always well, I wouldn't say he was safe with the limits he pushed but he wasn't as fucking stupid as Shane McMahon put it that way 
<laughs> yeah, but he's not trying to get the affection of his father. Love me, daddy. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason Shane McMahon does it. I'm one of the boys, dad, I am. <laughs> Whenever I see Shane like wrestle recently, I watched uh, the match he had with Kevin Owens, um, and it was when Kevin Owens did the frog splash through the ladder on the outside, and Shane now just looks like a bloated corpse whenever he takes like a bad bump. Like he just looks like a dead man. Like, like a corpse as what like the the piece in the river yeah. a couple of years, couple of days after. Yeah. Every like time the, when like I see corpse, him, like the corpse that um, Tom Hanks finds in Castaway. You know when he first yes. uh, lands and he finds the corpse and takes his shoes and stuff. Yeah, that, that's, that's Shane McMahon selling. That's that's what we're seeing right now. So. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think the takeaway from this is obviously Jeff Hardy not giving up, Undertaker's face turn, and JR's great commentary. By the way, I, I don't know if, if you've watched um, much of, of the last AEW show, but Tony Giovanni and JR cooling together. They were brilliant. So good. And it's so weird to, to like have those two iconic voices who are like, you know, such integral parts of the original war working mm. side by side. Tony Schiavone... Like, I think he blew Jarrah out of the water. He hasn't missed a beat in terms of commentary. He's been gagging for this for a long time, hasn't he? Yep, and he's making the most of it. <laughs> yeah. And JR's playing colour, which he's never really done before, yeah. and doing an amazing job at that, I think. Yeah, like, Tony works well as play-by-play, so let him do yeah. it. Shout out to Excalibur, though, because Exc- Excalibur's brilliant in his own It's life. true, he is He is holding his own against those two. Uh, I think they've they've finally nailed the, the team, and hopefully they kind of stick with that. Anyway, not here to talk about AEW. Liam, what's your, um, I don't know, what number one? Three. We're up to number three, I believe. Yeah. Nice. What is my number three? No crossovers yet. What are we going to go for? Don't jinx it. Well, that's what I'm just thinking, because I feel like the top three it's are going to have at least two. So do I play it calculated? And Am I trying to win this? I don't know. Just <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so, number three. For me, <sighs> tables, ladders, and chairs at WrestleMania 17. Solid choice. Uh, Solid because, choice. I mean, there's not really, I, you don't. I don't need to say anything, really. Do I? Everybody knows why this match is on any top five ladder match list. Like, I, I speak about it every week, even when we're not doing a podcast. I still speak about it. <laughs> it's just everything about it was just. It was only 15 minutes long. Was like, it that short? It was 15 minutes 50, I think. I watched That's it. crazy. It was... <laughs> but they, so much happens in it. It's got all the uh, interferences by Lita and Spike Dudley and Rhino. All of that happens. And you've obviously got that iconic spot with uh, Jeff Hardy dangling and Edge spearing, which was just picture perfect, really. Like Jeff... Oh. I wouldn't take it, obviously. Fucking hell, that's a long way up. <laughs> it, it's all those camera flashes behind. I miss camera flashes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, they were great. Um, there's a moment in there where Christian basically fucking dies going over the over the rope from after being at the top of the ladder and then being pushed over, and there's, like, no table there or anything to stop him. And he's oh, yes. Like, oh, God. Oh, God, that. No, fuck that. <laughs> um Oh, yeah. and it's also got Matt Hardy and Bubba Ray taking the most picture-perfect drop down to the tables outside in the ramp. Oh, that stack they made, yeah. Oh, they, they, they made that, a stack yeah. of four. It was just, okay, they couldn't have done that better. Because there's a few moments in a few other matches I've watched while preparing this list where I'm just like, oh my word, that's so close to being 
done badly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot in that match is so close to being done badly. Like Lita does a hurricane runner and always brains herself, and the way. Diva, she does that every um, time she does a moonsault. So. Well, that's true, yeah. yeah. Spike Dudley, when he goes through the table on the outside, uh, when he first kind of gets taken out, he just goes through it so fast that that table is not breaking his fall in the slightest. Mm. No. Um, we, see, we see Edge spear Lita hard. Um, that's the, the one first, I'm talking about. For the first time, but certainly not the last. <laughs> <laughs> when he hits that spear, her head is so close to a, um, a ladder leg, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it smacks right mm. down next to it. It's like, it's close. But yeah, absolutely ridiculous match. Um, Long time <laughs> listeners of the podcast will know that WrestleMania 17 is my first WrestleMania. It's my all time favorite WrestleMania. I adore this match so much. It's yeah. it's what I show people who don't really like wrestling. I'm like, just watch this. Yeah, it yeah. gets everyone into it without fail, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think ladder matches are kind of a, a good ladder match can get anyone into wrestling. Because mm. it's just a human car crash, really. The only thing that annoys, the thing that I've noticed when I've shown people who don't like wrestling, like ladder matches and stuff, they always get pissed off with how slowly people climb the ladder, like going for the belt or whatever. And I totally understand that because when you take yourself out of the moment and watch it, you think this is fucking ridiculous. They're clearly waiting to be interrupted and just like (laughs) snailing up the ladder. Yeah, these are proper athletes and they can't even climb two rungs. Yeah, exactly. After just doing like a triple moonsault through a table. Especially when you got a guy, I remember seeing, what was it, Braun Strowman when he was in the Money in the Bank. Braun Strowman is the size of a ladder. Uh, he literally <laughs> has to go up two rungs and he can get the briefcase. And how slowly he had to go and he was bending his knees to make himself appear smaller. Just hilarious. <laughs> Bless them. That's why we love it, though. Exactly. Give him a break. Those ladders are at least 20 foot tall. <laughs> it's a long way up, yeah. I forget. So, yeah, it, th- this match is fantastic. And I, I think everyone oh. involved just bought it. And this is Let's how. Let's not forget about the head- over the head chair shot to Spike Dark. Oh, like, yes. Uh, oh, God, yeah. The poor fucker's oh. only in it for like two minutes. <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> oh, <weeks. laughs> man. So bad. <laughs> Heyman's Spike. brilliant throughout the entire match as well. Oh, yes. I forget he's on commentary at 17. Yeah. Hook it to my veins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it's a... And I, I don't think there was ever a TLC that topped this. Really. I mean, no. there was one on Monday Night Raw, which a lot of people forget, um, which was Is like that, uh, Las Vegas Roulette or whatever it was. Was that the one where he who shouldn't be named was in? Or was that... Oh, that was on SmackDown, actually. That was on... Yeah, that was SmackDown. But uh, he who should not be named will be named many times in this podcast due to Jesse Benz. <laughs> I love that, lad. <laughs> <laughs> So, WrestleMania 17 is... Because me and Liam had a little debate earlier whether TLC matches kind of count in ladder matches. Because I know yeah. people How already... late was I? How did you have this long conversation? <laughs> we were talking on Twitter, it's fine. Because <laughs> I could just picture the keyboard warriors warming up to, to give us how. They're like, oh, this is not technically a ladder match. Yeah, well, there's a ladder in it, you fucking ingrate, you insane. Get off your Twitter. Get off your phone, get your sticky fingers away from your phone and go and subscribe. <laughs> Thanks, bye. <laughs> uh, excellent choice. Okay, so our number three, I think, is a bit of a bit of a weird one. It's not going to make many top five lists. Would you agree, Jesse? Yes, what is it? Because <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> Uh, NXT, we're going to we're going recent. I think the most recent one that we've got on this list. NXT takeover New Orleans, a game Shit. changer of a takeover. Ooh, 
Have I taken one, Liam? Have I taken one? <laughs> yeah. Yes! Fuck. What, what number? Uh, if it's number one, this is going to well, be even sweeter. Though, those two were interchangeable, to be honest, so one or two. One I'm taking that. We've swiped his number one, Max. This yes. is good. High five. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Uh, Adam Cole versus EC3 versus Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream versus Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan in five star Lars five star match <laughs> five star Lars is excellent <laughs> you'll be covering this match at some point so this is good practice for you to, to, yeah, to know what's going yeah. on this match is great and <laughs> oh, brilliant isn't it next so yeah, the just... way they kind of blend the styles of everyone in this match because you got like Adam Cole, who's an all-rounder, EC3 is a bit of bit of muscle, but good on the mic. Ricochet, crazy flippy shit, Velveteen Dream, couldn't do everything. And then you got Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan, the big bastards. It's Big Damo, what a boy. Big Damo, exactly. And you didn't think that these six would work in a match. And bearing in mind this was EC3 and Ricochet's debut, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Oh, EC3. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. We miss you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, in my notes, I literally wrote, oh, we see free. It's what we all think, bless him. And the, the way they kind of blend all of these styles together and how they kind of work this match is just insane how good it mm. is. I mean, like Ricochet is obviously a standout. Everyone was like, this was the first introduction to what he can do. And yeah. I don't think he disappointed in, in any and way whatsoever. And the first thing he did was that running up to the top rope and then shooting star press yeah onto uh, who was it I can't remember but like oh Ricochet's in this match oh there he is yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> here we go exactly uh, Velveteen Dream with the elbow drop off the top of the ladder yeah, yeah. he was um, fast like because we were all starting to realise that he was something quite special around this time weren't we yes exactly but he got so much air time on that jump as well didn't he he should have just gone for the belt he jumped over the belt <laughs> to get the elbow drop down <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely insane. And um, obviously Adam Cole comes out as winner, the kind of, not sleeper in the match, but my money wasn't on Adam Cole to win this. He was brilliant no, in it, though. Yeah. yeah Some exactly. of his facial reactions, like there was a moment where he was climbing a ladder and then suddenly he realised everybody else had fallen off or whatever. And the eyebrow raise he had looking up to the, be- uh, to the belt was just like, oh my God. And then it just starts sh- shimmying up. You're like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And as we were saying in the last one, people actually ran up the ladder. Because this is what I don't mind. Yes, at the you're start- right. There was good pacing on Yeah, this. at the start of the match, people were running up the ladder trying to get people, cutting mm. them off. At the start of the match, you can run up it. Then fatigue kicks in and you yeah. f- forget how to use your legs. That's that's William Regal kayfabe storytelling at its <laughs> finest. So that's fine also- by me. So Britt Baker in the crowd that evening. I was there. Yeah, nice. yeah. During his entrance, they showed her. And I was like, hang on. When did AEW start? Sorry, I think of contracts and shit. Way oh. after this, way after. I'm sure it was Britt Baker. Yeah, well, yeah, it would would be old, old Dr. Actually, Britt. Actually, yeah, it was, it was WrestleMania last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they kind yeah. of start to, to build up. But I think everyone as well also had a opportunity to win this match. Like, even Lars Sullivan yeah. at one point I thought was going to win it. And yeah. to me, that's like great storytelling because 
Adam Cole winning at the end was a surprise because it was literally anyone's because this was the first match to crown the first NXT North American champion, which is a beautiful bout, by the way. One of my favorite bouts in wrestling is that and one. He did have a wonderful super kick party in the midst of this match. Exactly. And I'm <laughs> always down for a super kick party. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely great. And um, was this ever confirmed that this was kind of the first match that Shawn Michaels produced? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he produced this. Um, yeah, for I remember NXT. hearing that. Which yeah. shows, I think, I think that has a big part to do with um, to do with the pacing and the fact that there's so many high spots in it, but it doesn't feel like <coughs> it doesn't feel like you're being spammed with them. Do you know what I mean? They're just they were just really separated quite nicely, and just the pacing was just perfect, as as most of Shawn Michaels' matches always were. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, one of my favorites, and absolutely, just this whole. NXT New Orleans. We we need. Have we done a top five NXT takeovers? We've done takeover matches, but not full on takeovers. Not takeovers, but I sw- yeah, but it's yeah. I suppose that would be quite a tricky one because there's so many good ones, isn't there? Yeah, it's. You, I don't think there's a bad takeover, is there? No, exactly. Right. So it'd be like picking your favorite kid. It's just like, how do you do it? Because this was the first unsanctioned match with Gargano and Champa. You had Alistair Black and Almas. Um, Undisputed Era against Authors of Pain you know just top to bottom this was an absolutely stacked show so may- maybe maybe down the road Jesse down the road that lonely road yeah we'll definitely do it Be good. <laughs> lovely uh, so now that we've stolen one of yours and we feel also good about it um, what's your number two try and get vengeance <laughs> wow well. I think you just ejaculate <laughs> <laughs> Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to go for it. What was my number two? Uh, Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. AW All Out. My backup. Nice. My main backup. I was toying between the the No Mercy 1999 and this one. Please, tell us how great this is. (sighs) Did you watch it? I watched it. It was... It was truly something else. Modern just, classic. Mm, my favourite part throughout it was just like the symmetry of Nick Jackson and Phoenix in one point when they had the big jump off the ladders on each side of the ring. They just kept on doing spots like that. And also the use of a ladder. <laughs> like, why did doing a sort of Tope Suicida through a ladder seem so much more impressive than like just a normal one you've got to up the ante everyone's doing tope suicidas let's let's just uh, chuck a ladder in it why not yeah exactly that's it like that's let's do a... every match now yeah and just doing it doing it through a ladder just adding that extra layer to it I was like alright that's cool as fuck <laughs> Let, let's do a Canadian destroyer off the top of a ladder through a table flawlessly that's normal I'll tell you what will be a banter fucking dying <laughs> <laughs> I swear the Lucha Bros again to that point. Like, it's unreal. Because obviously before this was the triple threat, um, Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and that was a violent match as well, Joey Janela. Uh, but that was also brilliant, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that was a brilliant match. I thought, okay, we got a ladder match now. And somehow they upped the violence of three of the most violent men in wrestling. And that was impressive to me. It completely killed momentum for the main event, i got to be honest. Like, I was done at that point after this match. <laughs> but it was a hell of a ladder match. It was, it was I, I was starting to... Because I watched it live, so I was starting to doze off a little bit before it came on. 
but I woke up within like five minutes of it starting. I was just in. I was invested. I I know we kind of we've criticized the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros before for being too spot monkey heavy with their matches, but I feel yeah, like fair. this one had kind of a perfect balance in it. Mm. Ridiculous. They weren't wasted. Spot, well, to be fair, some could be called wasted spots, but it was all just yeah. This because that feud is obviously. That's been the feud of AEW so far, hasn't it? Yeah. So, I don't know, is that the end of the feud now? I suppose with the tag team tournament going into it now. Like, yeah, unless it ends up... The... Um, I can't remember if they're on opposite sides, whether it's Lucha Bros and Young Bucks to end up in the final. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be, be disappointing. Yeah, it I'm going to put my money yeah. that the uh, the Jurassic, what a Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy, they're going to be in the yeah. final. Yeah, guaranteed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love, I love Luchasaurus. He's Luchasaurus amazing. is unbelievable. He's like <laughs> ridiculously talented, and just how over those that team is is ridiculous. Also, just realizing, Jesse, yeah. this is the first AEW in our top five ever, ever. Amazing! You've broken new ground, Liam. Oh, excellent. First ever, <laughs> a- <laughs> tell your face, mate. Um, the first ever um, AEW match in. Got to a five history. It's done. Can you play some sort of mariachi music or something I don't. to celebrate this? <laughs> I'll get around to it, yeah. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Drop it. Drop it in post. That's cool. Oh wow, that's just beautiful. But uh, and yeah, Pentagon gets a masked, which I, I swear at the time was like a botch, but obviously wasn't. But it was just no. the, the shock. It was like, oh shit. Yeah, that, did not, that got an excellent reaction for the correct reasons. You know what I mean? Like, yes. The shock, and everyone everyone knows. And Excalibur was very hot to remind the audience, like that's a a big no no in lucha culture. Which <laughs> I wish those were his exact words. That's a no no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most disrespectful thing you can do, isn't it? It is, yeah. And and they paid for it with their lives. They yeah. did. Yeah, um, I really liked did. the build to it. Like, it felt like a really cool old school build to this match as well, because it was obviously before AEW Dynamite and stuff, so there, there was no weekly show to build it up. It was just yeah. all done. Sort of, they they sold tickets old school. Do you know what I mean? With promos and stuff on the odd show that they managed to do. Before Basically, built the story around being the elite, didn't they? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, it was. And word then just of yeah, mouth turning and up the AAA. And... Oh Social yeah, the triple media. A stuff. Yeah, it's you know it's it's the smart way of doing it, and I'm interested to see how they build to full gear. Um, I'm excited. I'm invested. Also, I've uh, recently found out, which I had no idea till today, that they've got kind of a streaming service um, on Fight TV. It's called AEW Plus. Yeah. Uh, okay. It costs four four ninety nine dollars, so four pounds English, and you can watch shows live. You can catch up on old ones. So I signed up immediately. I was like, fuck it, four quid. That's a brilliant price, right? Yeah, because it, it was a nightmare to try and find. Cause I, how much everybody you to? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you go over to fighttv.com forward slash AEW plus. Yeah. Lovely. So that's, uh, that's a solid choice. I 100% agree with you. Um, obviously not your number two picks. We stole it from you, but uh, an honorable mention nonetheless. Now, Jesse, you can get excited about our number two because it's your boy. Yeah, it is. Wouldn't it be a Got Till 5 podcast without mentioning Redacted. Without, Redacted, without Redacted versus Chris Jericho, Royal Rumble 2001. Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, don't, With don't. the lovely um, Walls of Jericho on top of the ladder, which is obviously the bit everyone remembers. 
um, that is the best spot. But the whole thing is just fantastic. You didn't sound very happy about this, Liam. How, what, what are your feelings no, no, on no, Redacted? No, 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 it's just... Redacted, well, yeah. Where's the line? I don't know. What can we say? Who, who, who knows? And also, who cares? <laughs> who can, who um, so do you feel when you watch Benoit matches now do you feel a bit weird or can you enjoy them it's for just what a, they it's were? just a bit it's just a bit of a shame isn't it is uh, yeah shame? that's yeah I, I'm, I'm pretty yeah <laughs> I think um, yeah I'm pretty sure that's what the Benoit family it, said it, as well it, it, was so, it was so talent no like obviously the situation's awful but like for us the consumer like it's a shame that we can't watch Rose and like wholeheartedly enjoy it because they were excellent matches and he was an excellent performer. Um, but he's a fucking murderer. <laughs> fair point. It's a fair so, point. This, this is what I come up with every time. And basically, as you're saying this, Liam, Jesse has just got like Firefly Funhouse song in his head and he's tuning <laughs> it all out. <laughs> He's doing the muscle man dance over in the corner. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no matter what we've said to him over the years, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. If anything, I love him more. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesse, no. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. Okay, so this match is, yeah, so good. So, 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 so good. Um, but there's a point in it when uh, Redacted goes for a dive and Jericho hits him with a chair shot on the head, which makes you go, <laughs> Yeah, this is false. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I think a, so. Yeah. Bit awkward, but it's... but then watching it, but watching it through the beauty of hindsight, right? Because you do sort of when you watch Benoit matches now, every time he hits his head, you sort of go, Arr. and um, <laughs> but the um, but there was one in particular. I think I've talked to you about this before, Max. It's just like a random match. It's against Macho Man Randy Savage oh, yes. on a Monday Nitro in ninety. 90- Six, I think, um, sort of middle of 96, um, some sort of nitro. Just, you know, match that barely anyone's going to watch. Um, and Benoit does a suicide dive through the middle of the ropes and Macho Man moves out the way and he eats the guardrail in a way I've never seen anyone eat a guardrail. And you think, fuck me, if you were just doing that on a weekly nitro, like, you're doing that at house shows every day. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just <laughs> didn't give a shit. And it, it explains a lot, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think so. <laughs> but uh, did, I'm just trying to bring it back to this match so we can stop talking about Benoit Sorry. killing his family. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, so obviously this was kind of like the red hot era of um, WF. When it, not red hot, it was, it was, but it was starting to taper down a little bit because this was just before WrestleMania 17 when the Attitude Era died, a slow and painful death. But before this, it was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And to have these two in kind of like this upper mid-card kind of feud, which was like dominated by Rock and Triple H and all that lot, and to give these two kind of this stance, and as you rightly mentioned, Jesse, that famous image of Jericho locking Benoit in the walls of Jericho when they're on top of the ladder, it's just a ridiculous spot to kind of do. And didn't you tell me it was Benoit's idea for that one? It was, yeah, Benoit, Benoit. That's what Jericho said on his podcast anyway. Um, Benoit um, came up with it and sort of insisted on it happening, even though when he was explaining it, sort of backstage, no one could really picture it. Do you know what I mean? No one, how, 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 like they didn't quite understand. How are you going to stand on a ladder and put him in the walls? A little stick but, figure drawing. Yeah, 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 exactly, a diagram uh, with a sort of withering Such head. Such a great way to stigma. use the ladder. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And um, so, yeah, and so Benoit was like, fuck it, let's just go out there and you'll see what I mean. And all basically, and if you watch it, he does basically lie back and guide Jericho into 
into it you know he's like this is what i'm talking about <laughs> and um but yeah it's uh, it's great it's a great spot uh, and obviously the most memorable spot of the match but the whole thing is just fantastic and like you said max you know it, uh, on the undercard so to speak sort of mid card with such big names and big characters in the main event but benoit not necessarily being the most charismatic dude in the world just his wrestling spoke for him and i think he just and it spoke just as loudly as the rocks promos or anything like that at this time yeah definitely mm-hmm. and you know chris jericho would get into that spot it was like less than a year he would he would win the the big title and yeah. at that time it was like nah that's not gonna happen jericho is a is a mid carder um and then three years later which by the way stretch of time and how time works right let's get deep on this 2001 <laughs> to 2004 seems like a really long fucking time in terms of history of wrestling yes but it it, yeah. it wasn't at all. And then you mm. think about what happened three years ago. Fucking hell, we were talking about Money in the Bank, um, CM Punk and Jericho, uh, CM Punk and John Cena. That was like nearly eight years ago. Yeah, that's terrifying, really, isn't it? Yeah. So like when we first started watching wrestling, it was they talked about the glory years of the first WrestleMania, and that was like nineteen years ago. We're now pretty much at that point. So like, fucking hell can, can you stop no no I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna make us all sad That's yeah terrifying. it's weird I'm very upset good how old, how old are you Liam if you don't mind me asking I'm 30 next year so, oh you're exactly the same age as us brilliant oh fair yeah that's alright then I don't feel so bad now <laughs> we can all look at time yeah, together <laughs> but yeah I just find that weird the, the kind of it was only three years from Wrestlemania 17 to Benoit and Eddie holding the titles when like Rock and Austin were such massive parts of the of the industry and the scene yeah, yeah. mental cool I'm done being depressing so number one the penultimate Benoit was framed. sorry go on <laughs> shut the fuck well, up <laughs> I've got to call an audible now because because that swear to god if you take our number one spot because we have no backups at this point we're going to bury really? you yeah. Oh man, I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll go for the one I've gone for. Oh, I love death threats over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll just go for it. Matt Hardy versus Edge, loser leaves Raw. Ooh. Ah, that's a really good choice. This one really hadn't good. even popped into my head, but you're right. It's awesome. Because obviously we all know the reality of the situation at this point, and it was fantastic. It was. Mm, Edge owes his whole main event career to Boning Lita. Yep. (laughs) We've had it out. My favourite part was um, when Matt Hardy gets the ladder upside down and (laughs) puts Edge in the middle at the bottom of it and then stands up above him and then starts treating it like a pair of scissors and starts cutting him up with the ladder. Yeah. Like, who thinks of that? Like, what are these fucking people doing? Like, he's got some weird thoughts about fucking up Edge, I swear. And this yeah. is what he's been landed on doing in a wrestling ring. Like, I'll tell you who thinks of that. A cuck thinks of that. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. My Actually, favorite. yeah, this is it. This is it. Topical. I've pulled in a cuckold storyline. Yes. So. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think that was my favourite review from AEW Dynamite. So this guy was like, I'm fully invested until the first cuck storyline and I'm out. <laughs> I was like, fair, fair. <laughs> is, yeah, fair enough. I mean, to be honest, that's when I'll be tuning in more. <laughs> also, one of the, the other merch. things in this match as well is in the entrances with Edge. Like Edge comes out with Lita uh, and then in amongst the smoke, 
he like runs back towards sort of like just side stage where Matt Hardy couldn't see him and then he just completely jumps him at the beginning of the match and then just immediately runs to the ring and tries to climb the ladder like actually living up that opportunist moniker right there mm. yeah it was a lot of what they did in this match was just so original and different and for, for a free giveaway match on Raw one of my favourite yeah. spots is when Matt has got kind of the briefcase or whatever was hanging above the ring and he's dangling and Edge just grabs his legs and sprints from one side of the ring to the other and just chucks him <laughs> yeah <laughs> as I've never seen that before and it's it's genius and God bless well, it made me laugh him. actually because with this this was apparently WWE Raw's homecoming to USA, so I don't know where they were for a uh, bit, maybe TNN at that point. And it made me laugh. Like SmackDown basically followed that same template, didn't it, last week on Fox? With like, the ladder match of like having yeah. a ladder match, somebody lose or lose town. Like they obviously had other matches. I'm sure they were all very much similar because, well, you know Cop- why. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did wonder why I wasn't as blown away by the SmackDown um, ladder match, and I think it was the absence of cucks. So that's what um, that's what sold it for me. What they were in missing the Matt era. Yeah, yeah, it's what they were missing. So, and it's yeah, I, I love a good loser leaves town match, and I was very invested in obviously Edge winning and staying on Raw. As as we all know, so yeah, yeah. In case you don't know, Liam Max is um, the biggest edge mark you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> he is my Jesus. So yeah, uh, yeah it was it was a great storyline. I do love Edge, but doesn't the man's a yeah. genius? And as as crass as Jesse is, he is a hundred percent right that that whole storyline was. <laughs> I'm you know, <not> crass. <laughs> <the> definition. <laughs> It's going to be the one success of this podcast, changing the dictionary definition of crass to just you. It's going to be great. So, um, and yeah, this whole storyline, because it, it was so real and we were like 14, 15 at the time. And I remember us being on like school computers and I remember talking shit on the Matt Hardy message boards. <laughs> Such a loser. Such a loser. It was allowed. It was allowed. Oh, Matt, Matt, yeah. Edge rules, you suck. Lock off. <laughs> oh, they laid into me. Yeah, of course they fucking did. It was good times, though. Good times. Oh, and yeah, obviously, Edge's career thrived, and Matt Hardy is Matt Hardy. You know, yeah, he, he, he I used to right think this match was quite stiff until I started watching New Japan I thought well <laughs> they okay, were very was... professional with each other you gotta give them that it's like yeah. if, if I had to work with someone who had been stooping my uh, my partner I'd uh, I'd take a couple of cheap shots but you watch that match and there's no cheap yeah, shots thrown whatsoever throughout the whole feud even the SummerSlam match the first match they have after all of this kind of starts up mm. like there's a nasty blade job but there's no cheap shots in it whatsoever but that disappointed me. I remember that because I was being, I was so excited. You know, remember how Matt Hardy was fired and then they sort of brought him back, but they were, they brought him back by pretending he was um, like, um, what's the word? Like breaking into Raw, like while yes. it was happening. And um, he, and Matt Hardy is one, the first person on WWE television to say like Ring of Honor. And he was like, come to Ring of, do you remember? And it was like, oh my, yeah. that was a massive, everyone 
goes wild when Punk did it, but it was a massive thing when Matt Hardy did it. And it was felt so cool. And then it led up to this SummerSlam match. And I was so excited for it. But then, as you say, no cheap shots. The first thing they do is like the most worked punch you've ever seen in your life. And you're like, oh, they're working with each other. This is not going to be as fun. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted horrendous. I yeah, know. I want to have my hands moment. We came for blood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excellent choice. This this match completely left my mindset, so I'm glad you kind of brought it back. Obviously, yeah, not your too. your main number one pick, but uh, a solid one. No, no, but all, all the it's same. still a very good match. I'm glad I did that extra bit now. Yep. Yeah. All right. Number one, the final number one of the evening is a triangle ladder match. Triangle, which is kind of what a ladder looks like. Triangle. I thought you were going to explain what a triangle is then. A triangle. Triangle. <laughs> Three lines. <laughs> could be equilateral, could be similar, it's fine. Um, for the WWF Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania 2000, probably the stupidest WrestleMania name ever. Yes. Why did they Why did they break the number system? Oh, it's 2000. Who gives a shit, Vince? Yeah, it's WrestleMania Because back 16. then, everybody was upgrading to, like, Windows 2000, and everybody was like, oh, it's the Megatron 2000. Yeah, like, he, he thought because he, he got cool. a cool-sounding name now, like, Fuck off. <laughs> and he went green instead of blue that year as well. The whole colour scheme yes. was green, which mm. I didn't like either. Very disappointing WrestleMania for me. I, I, I do not care for this mania except for this match. This match The Game Boy the Game Boy colour game, WrestleMania two thousand, was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was. was a good game. That was a good good little game that was. Kept me um, many a company on a long car journey when I was a little boy. <laughs> it was no it was no no mercy though, let's be honest. Oh no, it was no no mercy don't be mental but it was yeah. um, perfectly enjoyable for what it was i used to did you ever used to play your game boy under the covers when you were supposed to be in bed when you were a little boy and you'd get all you had like the little worm light on your game boy so you could see what was going on and you'd get so Still sweaty it, and you couldn't breathe yeah <laughs> and, like you'd pretty much nearly die like you'd nearly be suffocating getting sweaty and not being and able to breathe under your night, but it was worth it jesse that night learned a very special kink that would shape his future career <laughs> plug me worm lighting babe <laughs> <laughs> so this match was probably the hottest period there was like tag team wrestling was so fucking cool you had Edge and Christian Matt and Jeff Dudley boys were just all so good this was the peak of the attitude era of just tag teams were cool and this match my friends like Wrestlemania 17 or X7 whatever you want to call it is good but it's like 15 minutes I feel like the destruction in this one is amped up a little bit and Jeff yeah has a death wish in this match because he does like the little swanton and he hits his tailbone and it makes me cringe every single time Uh, oh it's not good it's not good so this obviously set the stage for tlc everyone always thinks this match is a tlc match it's not it was it was a triple triangle ladder match they just used tables and chairs as well and then went hang on what if (laughs) we combined them Genius. I want to know who I want to know who came up with uh, you know TLC is like tender love and care to normal people and then to us it's tables ladders and chairs but that's ob- that's like the gag isn't it that's the pun of yeah, why it's called yeah. that but I want to know whoever came up with that because I uh, it's a good pun and I want to give him a biscuit <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when TNA first started in 2002 I remember being at like the school computers and I type in TNA I saw a lot of tits and ass Dude, it took me it took me like three years to actually work out that that was a pun in the first place. Yeah, but it just annoyed me because I'd be trying to find pictures of like Christian Cage <laughs> and AJ Styles now. Fucking vagina again. Is that what these, these boobs? Yeah. Get out the way. 
very annoying so uh <laughs> yeah this match um was great and then the final spot when they've kind of got the ladders up and then there's that bridge with the table and matt hardy gets thrown off by edge and christian because he's so close to the bouts and mm. i remember seeing like oh it was an interview or a podcast where edge was just like that was the riskiest fucking thing we've done because that the way the um, table was bending with the three of them on it, because, you know... That could have collapsed at any yeah, given Yeah, those moment. tables were meant to just explode on contact. So to, you can see how tentative the three of them are when they're kind of up there. And then <laughs> Edge was saying in the podcast, he's like, he just gave Matt the gentlest little nudge and he just full-on flipped over and <laughs> crashed through the table at the bottom. And the way he kind of explodes through that table at the bottom just makes you forget that because it just such a cool yeah. way that it explodes and they get oh. the titles it's a pretty cool little flip though isn't it oh it's a great <laughs> flip he nailed it he nailed that flip and it's also I've heard in interviews and stuff Devon Dudley apparently is terrified of heights yes so which is hilarious when he's like hanging on to the titles in the middle of this like <laughs> waiting to be knocked down and stuff and you can see like the genuine terror on his face and he's just like screaming at them like Matt Jeff anyone just hit me just make me fall down please I think it was, it was I think it's this one it could have been excellent I'd like to get down now <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. hello but it was this one or X7 where it's him and Jeff hanging from from the bouts and Jeff starts kicking Devon, you know, obviously in the match, you know, get off, get off. And Devon's just going, Jeff, stop it. Stop it, Jeff. <laughs> and you can audibly hear him just be like, stop it now. And when he finally lets go, it's the most ungraceful sack of shit fall into the ring I've ever seen in my life. Oh, he forgets horrible. all landing, just goes, fuck it, I'll land on the side of my ankles. What's the worst that can happen? Oh, oh it's horrendous. But uh, yeah, his fear of heights and the fact he was... <laughs> putting constant ladder matches makes me very happy indeed but uh yeah it's it, it's difficult to pick between this and 17 but this one as a single ladder match i think is uh unbelievably so good so g and d jesse yeah good we did it go us i'm still mad good now <laughs> oh, you know God. our pain <laughs> we've started a feud bags <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not going to retweet this episode he's not <laughs> I'm going to go message him it's like you've been blocked by five stars in the Tokyo <laughs> Dome uh, to be fair I'm still happy well not that Matt Hardy and Edge was my first match, uh, number one match but okay. I'm still glad it was on the uh, top five as it were You're it's an good. amazing choice it was a good left field choice that none of us were expecting I'm surprised there wasn't the money in the bank well, I was about to go honourable mentions and mention oh, okay. the Money in the Bank where Edge won, which I think was WrestleMania 21. Uh, yes, it was. It was the first ever Money in the Bank. Exactly. Yeah. First ever. I thought it was it was original. Everyone was invested. Shelton Benjamin was MVP. It was just something you hadn't really seen before. And it was really cool the way that they kind of did it. I think Benoit did a diving head <laughs> off the top of a ladder, which... He Arr. did, uh, yeah. And that sounds, he, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And he got busted open, which doesn't ha- didn't happen often to Benoit actually. Um, and um, he nearly won, and then Edge cheated him out of it, which led to an Edge Benoit feud match at Backlash the following month. Ah, uh, he hit uh, yeah, it hits Benoit in the head with the money of the bad briefcase, which is later revealed to have a brick in it. So further issues there. And then he just hits him because that's another one where Benoit does a uh, dive through the ropes and Edge just hits him 
while he's mid dive. Yeah, <laughs> completely. Baseball hits him with a yeah. chair, doesn't he? Yeah, it was, he hits him with something, but he just doesn't hold back. <laughs> ben Watts is sack of shit. <laughs> so good. Okay. But uh, yeah, that Money in the Bank is one of my favourites. Um, not just because Edge won, but because it it was the first and it was exciting and no one knew what the hell was going on in terms of the concept. So. That's one of my honorable mentions. And another one I wanted to mention was the IC ladder match from WrestleMania 32. Personally, for me, the only good match at WrestleMania 32. Oh, that was the opener, wasn't it? With Kev- is that when with- Brian won? Uh, no, Zach that Ryder. was 31. Yeah, the Zack Ryder winning one with oh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn yeah, 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 yeah. and everyone. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was some good talent in there. And one of our favorite moments is when Kevin Owens gets back suplexed onto a, a ladder or it just doesn't move for 20 minutes and you're is he dead? Is he dead? Well I really wanted to happen after that spot he was there I wanted him to stay there throughout the whole of Wrestlemania and everyone just like wrestle around him just, he's just like lying on we can't and then move Raw, Raw comes up the next day and he's still there in the ring as Raw starts just on that ladder just been ignored the whole time uh, it, it was just like that's why I don't book wrestling by the way because <laughs> that sort of shit would happen all the time right but it's funny guys it's funny <laughs> Bigger show to yet, but it's funny. <laughs> and uh, Miz goes for the title, and Zack Ryder pushes him off, and that was completely unexpected. And it was just such a good feel-good moment of a of a ladder match. And, and then he lost it the next night. And then he lost it. We we all knew it that is. was coming, but yeah. it was a nice yeah. moment in the moment. So, but, but we got to see Zack Ryder's dad, who's a beefcake. He is a beefcake. <laughs> That was important. But the thing I like about that is uh, he comes in to celebrate and he tries to put his cowboy hat on Zack Ryder and Zack loses his shit. He said, don't put that shit on me. And he's like, oh yeah, the camera's on me. I've got to be all, yay dad. But uh, that's probably one of my favourite Zack Ryder moments. Yeah. I think it's the the only Zack Ryder moment, isn't it? It's the one that pops in. Nah, the best one's got to be when Kane rolled him off the uh, stage. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. John Cena stole his girl. Yeah, poor Zack. Such a cuck. <laughs> Such a cuck. <laughs> Have you got any uh, honourable mentions there, Liam? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, there's one, and the reason this didn't really make my list was because James Davis is a fucking prick. Uh, Sumerian <laughs> Death Squad versus London Riots at Progress Chapter 27. Oh. They had a TLC match, and that was just fucking excellent. I can't really remember it entirely um, because as with any progress show I had quite a few beers but I watched it back a few times afterwards and it was just brilliant all apart from when the ladder broke and the ref had to hold it up for uh, James Davis or Rob Lynch to claim the contract because it was the loser had to disband and it was just before Tommy End went to WWE or Alistair Black now and I don't think I ever saw Michael Dante after this point either yeah that means actually that. I think he came back for the Atlas Championship but that no, was the last time he was seen yeah it's weird how these indie wrestlers kind of just disappear sometimes isn't it yeah, yeah. and now look at Alistair Black who's just feuding with a door <laughs> uh, but uh I've, have you got any more any any other honourable mentions um Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10, episode 3 of 5 stars in the Tokyo Dome. Boom. There you good, go. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, <laughs> SummerSlam 90, was it SummerSlam 95? The the rematch was yeah. better. Yeah. That Just, is that the one? Is it SummerSlam or Mania when Shawn Michaels has a tantrum at the beginning of the match because he can't attach the title correctly to the 
hook. I think that's it must a, be SummerSlam. That's SummerSlam because yeah, WrestleMania one, we've got yeah. uh, two titles at the top. That's right. Yeah, so they're already up there. But yeah, Shawn Michaels uh, the refused one, to give it back. Yeah, at uh, the SummerSlam one, Shawn Michaels throws a genuine like actual tantrum because he can't attach it and the camera sort of embarrassingly pulls away from him it's really funny <laughs> oh pissy Sean yeah <laughs> well Liam, we've enjoyed having you on the podcast we hope you enjoyed your first thank, you for, I, thank you for having me picking got till five as your first guest in podcast is brave I'll give you that this is a ba- this was a baptism by fire and you have it, you did admirably well well done yeah it's fine it's fine. <laughs> give you give yourself I, a plug again. Where can people yeah. find your podcast? Social uh, yeah. all that stuff. Be, yeah, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Five Stars in the Dome. You might have seen us in calling spots this month, as you did you guys as well. Yeah, you, you kicked us see... off the middle page, you fucker. <laughs> that was our spot. I booked it like months ago. Uh, okay. Uh, we probably should probably shouldn't <laughs> that uh, <would> be why. <laughs> prob- probably should have uh, shouldn't. <laughs> We'll calling spots yeah so uh, yeah so no uh, at five stars in the dome uh, listen to us we got episode four coming out I don't know when you plan to get this out but it'll probably be by the time this is out because I'm going to get off my lazy ass and actually edit it this week uh, yeah um, yeah I, I would recommend everyone checks it out because uh, I've listened to ooh, I, I haven't listened to the Will Ospreay one but I listened to, to the other two I'm working my way around to the Will Ospreay one and really good I think you guys have got good banter with each other and it's uh, informative as well which I always appreciate you know your shit which is which is good to, good to yeah, hear that's good so, to hear thank you yeah. very much so, but yeah as I said earlier it was just a bit of a different spin on podcasts like wrestling podcasts isn't it Exactly. Much like you guys, your top five. Like, yeah, real ri- yeah, original well, idea. We well, so, there's so many podcasts out there of just people chatting about this week in wrestling or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, there's, there's enough. I just of didn't that. want it to be news. Yeah, like, exactly. You don't need um, another news wrestling podcast. No. I'm glad you're on the same wavelength for us, as us, because yeah. uh, they they annoy the shit out of us them lot. um thank you to everyone for listening make sure you do go check out five stars in the tokyo dome make sure you don't unsubscribe from us though because we'll come for you there's room for all of us (laughs) subscribe to everyone exactly jesse where can they find all the got till five information all the got till five blah 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 easy for you to say all the got till five information can be found at a lovely little website that we all know is called got till five.com Exactly. So drop us a message on there, do all that kind of stuff. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, all of that good crap. And we'll be back in two weeks' time with another top five and another special guest. So thank you once again to Liam. Thank you to Jesse Benz. We've been Got Till Five. We'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Bye!